Welcome to Myths, Legends, Folklore, and Tall Tales, the podcast that's very hit and myth. I'm Lancelot Chaubert, your host at, at Lance. Uh, what what do you, what is my website? Lancelot.nyc. I think that's what it is. All of these are cold readings, cold tellings. Um, go over to Lancelot.nyc. Pick up the free ebook about how myths uh, gave me meaning and bliss, and they saved me from suicide. Uh, I've got my sister's boyfriend still on the phone from last time. Uh, she was, he was on the phone with my sister. Uh, we started sharing hospital stories and the phrase, the feet were in the front seat came up. So Jeremy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So you used to, used to fly. You still fly. Yeah. I, I used to fly an EMS helicopter though. Okay. But so now you like do crop dusting, but you used to flew, fly an EMS helicopter and there were feet in the front seat. Well, that's just where the feet rode, like the patient laid on the on the left side, and the head was back in the back so they could work on them, and then the feet rode down there with me, so I saw a lot of gross feet. You saw a lot of gross feet. Oh, you mean gross feet? Like that's where the patient's feet were. Yeah, it's not like they weren't attached. Oh, it's the attached ones that were really gross. Okay, you you so you did see unattached feet and regular oh, feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, where did the unattached feet go? Um, the most memorable unattached foot for me, uh, actually, it really, it really left the lasting. It really bothered. This isn't a funny story. It really bothered me because uh, we ended at the. We took him to a, a a level one trauma center. It was a girl who had been in a motorcycle accident. Oh. And her foot just like it was like, I know it's the wrong word, but it broke off. <laughs> it's like yeah, you could just you looked at it and it was just like it snapped off right at the ankle and uh we always say how stuff is hanging on by a string or it was hanging well it literally was hanging on by a string or like maybe the achilles or i don't even know it was oh. just laying there. and we were in this uh so we we took them to a uh, level one trauma center and we went downstairs into what they called like the trauma room like you you, you know and um it was a learning hospital so there would always be like 15 young doctors like swarm in there and, and everyone gets their chance to work on the, the yucky person. And anyway, there was this one guy and he was, he seemed really uncomfortable and it might've just been how I observed because I was uncomfortable, but he kept grabbing the foot and setting it back up. Like he, like he oh, set no, it up no. where it was supposed to go. And then it would just, it would just fall over. He did it like five times. Oh, I think he was just nervous, but it was, it was, it was weird. Like he was just anyway. trying to like make the situation normal <laughs> and it was definitely not going back to normal anytime exactly. soon. Yeah. Like, like you that need, really you need a sewing machine for this to stick, buddy. Oh no, 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 man. That's why we have ragdoll physics. Like, <laughs> Oh, that so so okay. So tell me about the butt cheek again. Wait, okay, all right. The butt cheek's a short story. This guy fell out of a tree and he landed on a fence post, and then the fence post hit him in the butt cheek and tore his whole butt cheek off. It was like it was like a pound of beef. Oh, that's that shouldn't be funny, but it's like it's not. It's it's gross. Oh, it's, I remember another one though. Hey, I I got one. Okay. Uh, we, we picked a guy up at the 
road one day who was pulling a 15 foot estimate 15 foot trailer behind a motorcycle why and, uh, and like oh, we don't know and he like jackknifed it and yeah he, you know, obviously what could go wrong he was pulling a trailer big enough to carry like three of his motorcycles behind his motorcycle i didn't know motorcycles had trailer hitches well his did <laughs> Good yeah, night. That was really interesting. And he was like, I've done it a hundred times before. Why do we have people like this on the road? One hundred times. One hundred times. I did not know motorcycles had trailer hitches. One hundred times. Was he okay? Uh, yeah. He was, he was awake enough to defend his choices. Uh, that's not near awake enough in my experience. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what level. What else you got? Um. Oh, we he, had the Roman candle guy. Yo, what happened? What was he? He uh, it was Fourth of July. I was working on Fourth of July, which seems to. Uh, people are people are typically not very smart or safe on the Fourth of July. It's usually a pretty busy day, but he uh, his Roman candle stopped going off, so he like he looked down into it and then it started oh. going off again. No! <laughs> Did he lose it? I don't know. It, it, I couldn't. I mean, I don't know. So you never get follow up. You only see the like inciting incident. You never know whether these people make it or not. Well, if it was like a like a sweet, innocent little kid, or like, you know, I mean, I could go back and get follow up, but I wasn't really too worried about Roman Candle guy's eye. <laughs> That's like next level bishop stuff right there. Uh, from but X-Men. I, pr- I promise it was okay because there was this thing uh, I used to fly with this this nurse. Sure. And uh, he was a he was a man nurse, and he. Uh, He's, he believed in this thing called the shield of worthlessness, which oh. meant that you, we would we would pick up people like this perfectly nice little 40-year-old lady who fell off a ladder, got a brain bleed, and died. So what? she was – yeah, I mean that's what happened. Like the, like the nicest people, the smallest little accidents would kill them because they weren't protected by the shield of worthlessness. <laughs> the, peop, the people that were protected by the shield who – you can imagine what type of people they were. You couldn't kill them. Like we've lived some of them more than once for different things. Oh man! So it's like an op- It's like a. It's like a negative Darwin Awards. Like an anti-Darwin Awards. <laughs> like that's not. It doesn't actually work out that way. Like they tried to be a part of natural selection, and it just doesn't take over and over again. Yep. That's why we still have so many of them. Um, tell me about. Okay, t- <laughs> tell me about the guys with the tiller again. I didn't tell you that. Not when he was. Oh yeah, okay. <clears throat> There's these. Uh... <laughs> well, I was doing this in Tennessee. I don't think that's giving away too much information, and we're pretty far out in the sticks most of the times. So... And came across some pretty interesting characters but i flew out to a scene one time there was there was two aircraft responding but we could only carry one person at a time and um 
So there was two people we were going to get. And I landed right about the time we landed. They, they radioed in and said our guy had died. So we were just going to sit there and wait till the next crew came in. So we weren't in their way and they could come in and land and do their business. And right about the time they landed, they radioed in that their guy died. So we both got there and both turned around and went back home. But it turned out that we'd flown out there because there's these this one guy went over to another guy's house and they got in a fight over some tiller parts. Oh. And they, they shot each other over the tiller parts and then they both died. Wait, 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 wait. They, so they, they like pistols at dawn dueled over yeah. tiller parts. And they both fatally wounded each other <laughs> and died. That's it. <laughs> How many times did they shoot each other? I don't know. Where don't did know. they shoot each other? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, uh, like, what? Well, neither one of them, neither one of them died quick. So I would say they probably, neither one was a very good shot because we both flew like a half hour to get there. <laughs> oh, man. See, this is why you don't carry guns for every situation. Like, this is not, this is a machine that stirs up dirt. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I got one. I got one I haven't, I haven't told in a while. Um, so... I got I to gotta be careful how I say this because the guy who originally told this story was not, um, how do you say politically correct? I think this is probably the, the kindest way I can say that. Uh, a good friend of mine. Um, his name's, his name's Rob. He's still a nurse. Uh, he's, he's a great guy. Um, Rob is wonderfully uh, vibrant when he tells stories and flamboyant. He's like, so we had this guy. <laughs> we had this guy um they so i don't know if you know this lance but and this, he was telling me this this guy's like uh he's like a six foot seven nurse like he's the guy that gets called immediately when they have a code 66 which basically means the antichrist is on the floor and every available man <laughs> has to come subdue him um, I was always the last available man because I'm five foot nine and I'm built, I'm built smaller than like my wife. Like she can kick my, you know? So, um, so, so Rob was the guy that was like first line of defense, you know, like he was like the, you know, riders of Rohan kind of build and he, yeah. So he's like, I don't know if you know this, but mentally handicapped kids just sometimes forget to shit. I said, what do you mean? It was like, they just, they get involved with whatever they're doing, especially if they're super myopic and they just don't shit. It was like, like they don't go to the, like to the toilet. He was like, no, like they don't go anywhere. And so they get oh. massively constipated. I was like, how massively? He was like, this kid hadn't shat in so long. We had to move him around in a wheelchair. And the, the, the biggest manifestation of this wasn't on his face. He had a giant football-sized bulge sticking out of his belly. <laughs> oh, 
I was like, you're kidding me. He's like, no. This kid hadn't pooped in so long that he had this massive bulge out of his butt. And I was like, that's not what happened. He was like, well, we gave him like six enemas. That didn't work. And then we pumped him full of diuretics and that didn't work. And then we gave him another enema and it didn't work. And it was just like bulging more. And so we just decided we were going to try to ambulate him, which means like get the kid to like walk around. Right. They always use like seven syllable words for things that you can use one syllable for like walk. Um, We're going to ambulate him. So uh, they go to do this ambulatory effort and um, they start, they start wheeling him there. And all of a sudden the seven enemas (laughs) and the, yeah. And yes, this is where this is going. The seven enemas and the, all of the diuretics kick in like simultaneously. Like when they hit the NOS button in fast and the furious. And he goes, and this kid in this wheelchair, he said, and you know, these wheelchairs, right? They don't have a back. They've got like a back and a seat, but there's like this gap between the back and the seat. Right. And he's in a hospital gown. He's not in his like PJs. So his, he's like buck ass naked at the back of this thing. And this kid just starts shitting a rooster tail just out the back, like a jet ski all down the hall. Just a giant, like, Megatron V pattern, flying duck all the way down. And we had to mop for two hours on this kid. Yeah. That's the kind of stories Rob told. Rob was fantastic. This all happened. I wasn't there. I didn't. I wasn't at the hospital at that time. That all happened before my time. But anyway... (laughs) That was that was gross story number two. The listeners missed gross story number one because I don't know if I'll ever tell that live. But anyway, what else you got? Oh, I'm in a good mood tonight. I'm ready. I'm ready to listen to this kind of. I'm ready to get into it. Any good on the tourism? Yeah. You want to shift gears? Yeah, that's probably a good thing. If we go much darker, it's going to end up bad for both of us. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, most of them. I wish I hadn't had more funny ones. Most of them, it's hard to laugh at people. But, but uh, I flew. I also flew helicopter tours in Hawaii for a while. Really? And, yeah, and I had some some funny some funny passenger questions, and I'm going to tell you the first two I can remember, which are number one flying over the ocean um and it's windy because it's frequently windy in hawaii over the ocean and there was white caps uh as there often are and this guy leans over and he taps on my shoulder and he says it's horrible but are, are those all plastic bags <laughs> What kind of world do we live in where that's a legitimate question of ignorance? I don't know. <laughs> and then we had, uh, I was, we, we, 
Kelly's on the islands, and um, oh, of course it's Hawaii, so I mean it was eighty or whatever it is every day, and we're flying down a valley, and there's water in the bottom of most of the valleys, and and it's it's been raining, so it's white water, you know. Sure. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Somebody leans over. Don't remember. Don't remember what the person was. I I just remember the question. And he or she said, "Is that snow down there?" <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I've probably said things like that too. I'd, probably not. It gives maybe. a whole meaning to the to the classic uh, rock song, "Snow on the Water." <laughs> Wow. People are fantastic. Man, that's so good. Um, any weird uh, <clears throat> instances applying those same skills as a crop duster? Um, no, I, I buy myself all day. I don't have a, I don't have a, no, I don't have any funny stories from that. Didn't you like chop off the tail rotor? That wasn't a funny story. Oh, okay. That did happen one time. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have much good for you on that one. That's okay. I'm glad you made it. Yeah. You got any other ones? Um, I don't think I'm going to tell the Beefy Red story. No, no. I, I don't want to hear Beefy Red again. And I don't want to hear your reaction to beefy red well oh no that wasn't beefy red that i was reaction reacting to that was oh yeah that was an ileostomy bag i was reacting to i don't gag a lot guys but uh what they're talking about is when i tell the ileostomy bag story i always have kind of this gag response that sometimes leads to throwing up and i don't really do that because i don't (laughs) i don't get sick often in terms of yeah so um so i'm not going to tell that story Especially while I'm recording, because I just don't do. It would take a large petition of a lot of people for me to tell that story on a microphone. Um. Wow. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of what else happened. I mean, the, well, the whole hospital got turned like 25 degrees when the tornado hit it, but I wasn't in the building at the time, so. What. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I haven't told you about the Joplin tornado. I guess not. Okay, so this is like mythic, legendary, and folklorish, uh, but it's true. It like actually happened. <clears throat> the um, the Joplin tornado that happened in May two thousand eleven happened in thirty minutes. It was the largest tornado on record. It was so big they considered changing the scale um, to include EF six. So there are all these T-shirts after the tornado that said EF5, EF6, EFU. Um, And that's kind of the attitude of a lot of people. It's just like, I don't care what you call it. I just want it to be better. Um, But it was, it was, the trajectory was the length of Manhattan. It was half the width of Manhattan. Had it hit here, it would have killed 2.7 million people. Um, It, it's the only tornado that we know of that's actually like, ripped grass up from the ground because wow. um, grass kind of has this kind of compounding synergistic thing where it like you're not going to like clean cut 
and it's just if you look at the pictures especially the before and after it's just brown not like it put dirt on top of dirt like it like it pulled up large swaths of green um it leveled like all of these houses it's like uh, i read this song not too long ago about it it's like it's not a great song but it's but um there's a line in there it's like um Um, all our, it's like all our homes how I know they're reduced to embers all our homes so many triangles cut out of squares and it's like it's like that where like the only thing left is like a piece of the wall leaning against like the bathroom basically on like large country houses uh, or like the basement staircase, you know, just randomly leading down into the abyss. Um, yeah, it was cheery. It was, uh, did about, it did about JK Rowling's net worth of damage in like 30 minutes. It was pretty hardcore. Turn the hospital 25 degrees. Turn the hospital 25 degrees. It took chairs out of like schools and they would end up embedded sideways in the hospital, like a weird surrealist painting or like a Monty Python sketch. Clean. No cracks in the wall. Just like the chairs just there. Uh, There's like a helicopter that looked like it got like. It it looked like someone tried to like roll dough and make a really bad helicopter cookie. (laughs) <laughs> like the rotors were all in the wrong place that kind of thing you know um like they were just like not they were on like it was cookie dough instead of like being baked so they weren't even like sticking out straight you know um yeah it was it was a mess but it was also the fastest recovery on fema's record that's good so yeah that's incredible if you go there there's everything looks so brand new and beautiful yeah it was pretty hardcore it's um, you know, it's faster than certainly faster than Katrina, faster than nine eleven. But there were some insane stories. Uh, I'm sure you've heard hundreds of them. But just the few weeks that I was working there, I heard so many cool stories uh, from the people I was working with about how all of their walls came off and all their furniture was scattered, you know, in the streets and everything. But their their mom's ashes were still on the on the mantle yep. and uh, different stuff like that. There was a place that I went to uh, with our dad um, to try to help clean up some of the rubble. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a church. The only thing still standing was a wall with a cross on it. And then one pillar that still had the Bible on it. It was so, and it was a paperback. Mm-hmm. It, it, just insane stuff like that. It, it's really strange. Yeah, there were a lot of, you got to be careful with this, right? Because like, <clears throat> um, you know, it legitimately sucked. It was a yeah. lot of suffering. Like friends of friends died, friends yeah. lost entire homes. You know, like there's not, it's not like a good thing. No, no. So, so you got, so we got to be careful when I tell some of the, like, so prefacing everything I'm about to say with like, there's nothing that makes this a good thing, but in in the teeth of the abyss, you get these reminders of like, and that's kind of what this song was about. Like, 
you know, everyone great might not have been a great might disappear. Um, it's from uh, Chesterton's Orthodoxy. Um, let's see. I'll try to find it. But essentially, like, you had these... I don't, I don't know. Do you remember any of the stories, Lauren, where people were, like... Like, essentially, they got thrown up into the air and then, like, they would see, like, an angelic being? Um, no, I don't. And then, like, yeah. So, so like, there were multiple stories of people, like, praying in the midst of the tornado. They get, like, sucked out of their home and then, like, they, like essentially an angelic being would like grab a hold of them and then they'd land in a field like way away from stuff. And they just like kind of like walk back to town or whatever, you know, like, um, and the papers like said <clears throat> it was a miracle of the human spirit, but I don't, I, I think that's insufficient because there were so many things that had nothing to do with our humanity that happened that were like really <coughs> encouraging. <clears throat> and then also like, all of these churches came together and, and a mosque and a synagogue as well. And a couple other things, but like essentially came together and just took like really good care of the town because they'd been spending this sat this Sunday every year where they'd shut down all the churches called a great day of service. And they would just like shut it down and like take really good care of all of their neighbors and they mow longs and everything like the churches, the whole churches in the city would just shut down. And they did this for so long. Like, once this happened and it happened on a Sunday, like two hours after college graduation, um, like the people were just ready to pick up like backhoes and, and not pick up backhoes, but use backhoes, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like there's a, yeah, the, the Chesterton line is that the greatest of poems is an inventory. Every kitchen tool becomes he's talking about Robinson Crusoe and how the guy gets in the shipwreck. Right. And he starts like keeping track of everything. So he says the greatest of poems is an inventory. Every kitchen tool becomes ideal because Crusoe might've dropped it in the sea. It's a good exercise in empty or ugly hours of the day to look at anything, the coal scuttle or the bookcase and think how happy one could be to have brought it out of the sinking ship onto the solitary land. But it is a better exercise still to remember how all things have had this hairbreadth of scape. Everything has been saved from a wreck. Every man has had one horrible adventure, as a hidden, untimely birth he had not been, as infants that never see the light. Men spoke much in my boyhood of restricted or ruined men of genius. And it was a common thing to say that many a man was a has-been or a great might-have-been. To me, it's a more solid and startling fact that any man in the street is a great might not have been. And that's, that's how it was, you know, like, um, like, yeah, really bad things happen. And somehow there's like this weird gratitude because like, seriously, like, when you look at the damage, like, tens of thousands of people should have died. You know? Yeah. And, and any loss of life is awful. 167 people is awful. Um, but why was it like two magnitudes of order less than what they expected? Right. 
is a I think is a worthwhile question. Um, in the in the midst of the pain, in the teeth of the pain. So yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the things I think of when I think of the you know I think of the hospital actually turning. This has been Myths, Legends, Folklore, and Tall Tales podcast. It's kind of hitting myth. I'm your host, Lancelot Chaubert. Go to lancelot.nyc to pick up a free copy of a book on how myths saved me from suicide by giving me meaning and bliss. And maybe you can get a little yourself. Subscribe, rate the podcast, even if you hate the podcast. And the music comes from the forthcoming album, my forthcoming album, All You Wonder, uh, produced by Robbie Klein.